Welcome back to the Only Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Rick, and as always, I am joined in studio by my co-host, the Jennifer Walters to my She-Hulk, it's Robbie. How are you doing, Robbie? You know, some people say that Jennifer is the better character. I'm not one of those people, but... <laughs> I thought, I, I'm easing back into it because we haven't been, we haven't really recorded properly. We haven't caught up for quite a while since I've been back to Germany. So I was like, oh, let's, let's like soft, like soft intro into this one. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I no, really you're, you're more than welcome, man. It's it's good to uh, good to have you back. You, know, you, get, you got here about an hour and a half ago and we've only just started recording just because we've been catching up. So that's been yeah, nice. But that could have been a podcast in and of itself. <laughs> I thought, I thought like, yeah, some of this shit we were saying, probably not, but like, it was so funny. Yeah. We, well, have, that's, we, have, yeah. we have fun here. That's the uh, that's uh, the only pop culture podcast after dark. Those, that's those episodes. <laughs> yeah, get us to ten thousand listeners uh, episode, and we'll release after dark. Yeah, release the <laughs> release the Schneider cut. There you go. <laughs> the, the Schneider cut. Schneider. The Rob Schneider. <laughs> release the Rob Schneider cut. I don't know why I always say Schneider. It's Schneider, right? Uh, there's yeah. no there's no ch yet. No, oh, well. all good. Release the Schneider cut. No, I'm I'm keen for whatever the hell the Schneider cut. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, look, I'd watch it. Rob Schneider. It's like Grown Ups Three. <laughs> How you been, anyway, man? I've been good, man. I've been good. You know, I'm not working away anymore, so you know, I'm kind of just chillaxing at home. You know, getting around, just hanging out. I'm hoping that makes our schedule a little bit easier, but I'm also not, you know, banking on that because you're quite unreliable. I am very unreliable, but you know, not for you guys, the listeners. Yeah. Well, you say that. I got a text message from Robbie. Robbie was supposed to be here at six o'clock today. Oh, we don't, they don't even be like, you know. This. I got a text message at <laughs> six fifteen from Robbie saying, "Hey, man, I'm going to be a little late tonight." <laughs> it's like, yeah, I kind of realized. No, you see, what that was, yeah, is I didn't have reception when I sent that. No, he was asleep. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) I'm too real with you, Rick. We started started the podcast and we're already airing out the dirty laundry. It is what it is. Robbie is a very unreliable person. Yeah, well, if you guys knew about Rick's true truth... Uh, you know, you would you would see me in a totally different light. This 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 is why your mum stopped listening to the podcast. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> because she's <laughs> too upset that I'm attacking you. Yeah, well, time. you know, I'm a good kid, man, and you're just like this old bitter man. And it's like, actually, you know what? Speaking of, mm-hmm. your thirtieth coming up. Yeah, you've put it on a day I can't come to, and that's just hurtful. Yeah. Oh, and you tell me on the podcast. Yeah. How do you how do you expect me to react to this? Huh? How do you expect me to react to this? I don't know. Like, oh, oh, I'm not coming to your birthday. Oh, thanks. I already put, put it. I already put, put me it, on the fucking spot, man. Jesus. I already, I already put it on the the, the, the Facebook thing. Did you? I did. Oh, I didn't get a notification for that. Oh, <laughs> your phone's already like, don't worry about him. Rick. <laughs> He's not coming. We know <laughs> it's not happening. Don't worry about him. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's been a while, but we are stepping back into the cocktail corner this week. Uh, we have a delicious green Maduri concoction that uh, Robbie, I I didn't want to call it this. No, nah, look, Rick told me he was going to say this, trying to throw me under the bus. What he's about to tell you is absolute rubbish. <laughs> he's he's going to say that Robbie wanted me to call this. I didn't. I said I didn't have an idea, and he said for fun he'll throw me under the bus. So. I'm going to let Rick take it from here, but... So we know. Googled we Googled some of She-Hulk's nicknames, and all of them are quite... <laughs> maybe, like, misogynistic might be the right word for it, because... Overtly sexual? Ever, yeah, that's probably another way to describe it. She-Hulk is someone who has quite a uh, a colourful past in the comics. Um, but one, one nickname that really resonated with Robbie was the Jade Jezebel. I didn't like it. Robbie Robbie really fought for it, to be honest. Fought so. for it. I just said it was funny. I'm a big fan of alliteration. That's a very good way to get to me. You know, Stan Lee knows that. He's done it plenty of times. Yeah, so I guess the J Jezebel it is. I actually really like this drink, though. I, I said when we first started sipping on this that it wasn't as a... It didn't feel as heavy in my mouth. It wasn't as like the alcoholic punch wasn't there. Although it is quite... It's like three shots in that. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it, to be fair, Midori is like weak yeah. in, in the alcohol kick. Midori, uh, triple sec and vodka and a little bit of like lemon juice to, uh, you know, 
add, add a bit extra kick in there. But I, I really liked it. I thought it was quite uh, a refresh. It was quite palatable. I, I enjoyed it yeah. very much, Lee. Thank you, Rick. No, my pleasure. I keep, every time we do this, I keep bringing up, oh, you know, like you're more than welcome to bring recipes yourself. But again, I'm not going to hold my breath at this point. <laughs> I'm definitely getting you just like a cocktail recipe book for Christmas. <laughs> Hey, my 30th is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is too. Oh, hold on. There's there's um the shop in Perth, right? It's like got all the figurines and, and crap. At, oh, yeah. At yep. Watertown. It's it's gone because they've all, where, where it was, they're clearing all that out to make food court. Oh. I went there on the way. I was going to get you because the last time I was there, they had a Dr. Doom figurine. I was like... <laughs> Oh, sick. I was like, Rick loves Doctor Doom. This is gonna be, <laughs> this is gonna be great. He's got Christmas and his birthday in the same month. It's awesome. I was like, I'm gonna go grab this, and then the shop just wasn't there. I was like, oh, maybe it's moved. Nope, it's just dead. It's gone. So for a minute there, I was like, where is he going with this story? <laughs> Why did he just start talking about this closed down shop? But it's in relation to my birthday. I understand. It's, uh, and it's like, yeah, it just had all these really cool like superhero figurines, like DC, Marvel. Even like um like Alien vs Predator type shit, Lord of the Rings. Ah yeah, yeah. All the goodies, you know yeah. what I mean? All the all the stuff that we talk about. Yeah, I know. Huh. I'm sad that I missed it. I actually never got up there. For yeah, it. well, I've been meaning to go back for months, and like I talked to the people. I was like, "How long have you guys been doing construction for?" They're like, oh, like two. I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> okay, so obviously, judging by the uh, the cocktail, we are here to talk about She Hulk tonight. But before we get into She Hulk. We have a little bit of breaking news. Not not breaking. It came out a few days ago. Nerd news alert. Yeah, no, it's it's nerd news time. Uh, Deadpool three was oh, announced. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. How excited for Deadpool three are you? I'm super excited because the thing I like about Deadpool is that he kind of just makes fun of himself, so you just don't have to take the movie too seriously going in. He's kind of in his own pocket as well, yeah, so like, I can't see it affecting the actual canon too much. But also, there's just like. I feel like when Ryan Reynolds makes these movies, he just doesn't really feel any pressure. He's like, I'm just here to have a good time, so that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Hope you like it. And now that they've brought back Wolverine. Hugh Jackman. Did you see the Instagram post or whatever? They were like trying to explain it. It's like, well, technically Wolverine is dead, but that's set like five years in the future. Yeah, so, so that because that happens in 2029. And what they said that this movie is not going to affect that, but... Who's to say? You know, like we obviously have no idea what's going to happen at this point in time. I was kind of shocked that Hugh Jackman's coming back, to be honest. I was quite surprised by that. I didn't expect it to happen again. I feel like he might just have like a minor role that's it's big enough it's big enough that it's not a cameo, but it's not so big that he's like fully back. You I know think I, mean? I think you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, look, you're probably right. You always are. <laughs> I have been doing a little bit of I, I say research, but I've been like, you know, I'm reading a couple of articles and listening to some other podcasts, that kind of thing, that I think that we might be getting a bit of a, um, like almost like a buddy cop film with, oh, that's so good. with Deadpool and Wolverine. I think that we're, I, I see that this could potentially be Hugh Jackman's last. Obviously Logan was supposed to be Hugh Jackman's last. Look, I'm actually, I'm actually upset about that. I'm, I'm okay with like, I like seeing Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. But I liked that Logan was his last one because, in my opinion, Logan is like the best Wolverine movie. Oh, Logan is such a good film, and like not even if we're looking at you know comic book movies that kind of thing. Like yeah, it's, like, it's a, like, as an it's, actual it's, film. It's like you know Rogue One, Dark Knight's just a good film. Yeah, it, yeah, and it has that crossover that like this is actually just a very very good movie outside of the world of comic book movies. It's it's yeah, it's really really good. I um I I would be okay with Logan being Wolverine's last because I th- I thought it was a really good way to finish it. Absolutely. But also I'm not upset that he's coming back. Yeah. I I do hope that I do hope that they recast Wolverine though in the MCU and we do get a new Wolverine you, at some point. If you had to if you were in charge of recasting Rick just for Wolverine, do you have any I'm not I'm not saying you have to, but do you have anyone in your head that you might put as uh, Wolverine? I've seen fan castings before. Of like Scott Eastwood, which I don't mind. Um, That's actually not bad. No, he's too good looking. I, I, want, I, also, I want I want comic Wolverine. I, I want short. I want yeah, short. I want Wolverine. I want Rick. I want you in the next. <laughs> Wolverine. Look, I'm pretty hairy, but I feel like I'm not quite that hairy. I want you calling me Bub. Bub. I want you smoking cigars Bub. in my face. Yeah, <laughs> and I want to be scared when you look up at me. Look, I feel like I I could 
do it, you know? <laughs> yeah, Kevin Feige, if you want to give us a call, reach out. That's fine. I'll give it a crack. I'll give it a red hot go. Um, I wouldn't mind maybe like he'd have to bulk up quite a fair bit because even though he is short, Wolverine is still staunch. But maybe someone like Daniel Radcliffe, who is quite short um, and I think is <gasps> a really good actor. Holy shit. What? I'd be so next level. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe was just the scariest Wolverine ever. <laughs> but imagine like Daniel Radcliffe with 20 kilos of extra muscle on him. I don't think I'd be scared of him. He'd just look like a giant man, baby. You don't think? Nah. Oh, I think, I reckon you could rough him up a little bit. I reckon you could make him look pretty nasty. <laughs> yeah, you Have certainly, you-, you definitely could, but I feel like he'd look more like kind of just like edgy than scary i think are you just have you ever seen him in anything other than harry potter yeah okay i was gonna say maybe you just stuck on the idea of him being the boy wizard no 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 no, no. <laughs> like, he, i've seen him in like quite a few other films and he is like you said like a great actor yeah in, even outside harry potter but yeah i just don't see him being like the brutish wolverine I didn't give him a chance. Give Daniel Radcliffe a chance. I haven't. It's not something which I've really spent a lot of time thinking about. But I, I, you know, as a uh, as a short king myself, I wouldn't mind a little bit of representation in the MCU. So, uh, yeah, I, I say bring somebody short in there. That's 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 what I say. That's, Tom Holland's short. He's shorter than his fucking co-star. Yeah, but he's also like he's representing a child. I mean, not a child, but a teenager. You know. Hey, them's my. F- he's like the same age as me. He's older than me. Not in the movies though. Okay, well... He's still in high school. Wolverine's like a couple hundred years old. 200 years old. Yeah, well, he's closer to my age, isn't he? (laughs) Oh, self-burn. Those are are rare. Got him. (laughs) All right, let's get into She-Hulk. Let's start talking about the MCU's latest TV edition starring Tatiana Maslany as the uh, the titular She-Hulk slash Jennifer Walters. What are your initial thoughts on She-Hulk? Do you enjoy She-Hulk? I do, but I just don't think it's very good. You know what I mean? Like, it's amusing. It's not entertaining, if you get what I mean. When I watch it, I'm not like, oh, yeah, this is like, oh, this is great. Even when I'm waiting for episodes, like, I only watch the newest one today. You know what I mean? I'm not, like, waiting for episodes to come out. Like, when I I first started watching Miss Marvel... When you like convinced me to watch it because I wasn't that keen on it, I was like, "Oh, actually, I enjoy this," and so I would watch it each time it came out. Yeah, but with yeah. this one, I'm kind of just like, "Yeah, look, I'll get to it." It's just not, it's just not very exciting. I know that they pretty much said that like it was going to be very like Jen Walters slash lawyer based, whatever. But even when she's like She Hulk, it's still kind of like, well, you know. Yeah, I do. I do get what you're saying. I think. For me personally, and this is not this is not a negative review on it at this point in time, but it is, in my opinion, probably the most underwhelming of the MCU properties so far. And I, I think like I say that just in the sense that it's not really it's very different. Like the 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 structure of it and the way that the show is actually made and how it is actually made to be is very different to the other MCU shows and movies you know it's not an action you know even with like moon knight which wasn't as action-packed you're still having the chases down the street and you know having whole episodes focused on excitement and adrenaline pumping whereas this is much more a sitcom style as opposed to what we've come to expect from a comic book movie slash tv show yeah like if you can if you can accept the fact that it's pretty much a sitcom yeah you'll enjoy it a lot more I think, yeah, if exactly that. If you go into it expecting this to be just like a uh, a slightly different story, you know, there there is obviously like a, a kind of an undercurrent of a of a story throughout the entire series, but each episode is kind of a different flavor and there's a new a new law case a new law case. God, I sound like such an idiot that doesn't know anything about law. A new case for her to tackle uh, as a lawyer every week, then you know, you're not I feel like if, if this is something which you come into it with your hopes high of being, oh, this is going to be the next Moon Knight or this is going to be the next Loki, you're going to be very, very disappointed because it's just like that's not what this show was made to be. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much exactly it. I, there's, I think there's a problem for me with the structure and I feel like that if this was something which was released all as one hit 
as a like just a season dump. So nine yeah, episodes came yeah. out at once. I feel like it would be much more palatable because we've gotten into this habit of waiting every week for the new show to come out, a new episode to come out, and each of those episodes always being kind of a spectacle. Like even if we go all the way back to Captain America and the sorry Falcon and the Winter Soldier, is that it wasn't necessarily like that's probably not the best MCU TV show, but every episode was. It left you curious. It left you like wanting something else, you know? Yeah, there was always a cliffhanger and there was always intrigue and there was always something like something extravagant and exciting happening or like international, like, you know, huge events. But with She-Hulk, it's very much just like, oh, this is She-Hulk, Jennifer Walters, learning to deal with her new condition. It's just really really strange because in the first episode, they... What was it the span of like three months or whatever? In yeah, like, it was kind in, of like just the information. Yeah, um, they just pretty much threw all the information at you and like, all right, cool, she's back in the world now. But then like it's been seven episodes over like the span of a couple weeks, I guess. And it just seems like it's going quite slow. Yeah. And one thing I noticed is that I feel like before this phase in the MCU, everyone was going like, oh yeah, all Marvel movies are the same. It's the same like structure, build, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so I feel like Marvel's gone like, all right, fine, we're going to change that, but it's just not gone how they might've planned. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think um, I, so I'm on, I'm on record with like, you know, we've had episodes about this before where I've said that I really like when the MCU do tonally different things, you know, how they explored Winter Soldier as a spy thriller. Like that's different. Thor Ragnarok as more of a comedy. That's different. You know, like more, like just when they get out of their comfort zone of just doing just the same. Just real quick, Guardians of the Galaxy did that first. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> what do you mean you guess? It's exactly the truth. I, I still think that probably Thor Ragnarok was closer to a comedy than Guardians of the Galaxy was. But I see, I get your point. I see what, you, I see what you're saying. That's outrageous for you to say. But like, I've always enjoyed those where they do things differently where they break away from the marvel formula as people have kind of you know called it the marvel formula and when i okay so like my my official opinion on she hulk is i enjoy it for what it is yes that's exactly it i don't think as i said it's is it the best mcu tv show no is it the worst mcu tv show potentially (laughs) like it's just it really depends on what you want to get out of your show and i think the best way for me to kind of phrase that is is she hulk bad no is she hulk good that's a more complex question <laughs> i thought you were just gonna straight up go no <laughs> it's in a weird limbo middle section but i yeah i just I, in my opinion this is the show i've enjoyed the least but mm-hmm. that is also because i'm just like what i'm watching a show that has a hulk in it i'm like all right hit something and then like in the last episode she was just talking about her feelings the whole time i was like this is funny this is actually funny yeah and they've got all these weird like side characters around with emil blonsky just being like probably my favorite thing about the show is emil blonsky the abomination yeah yes <laughs> it's just fantastic <laughs> that being said i wish the old abomination was back like from the incredible hulk movie which yeah. part like aesthetically or like that the way that he behaves which part of you want both? Yeah, like, it, like even like the compare. Have you seen the comparisons of him when he's transformed now versus like what thirteen years ago? Yeah, he's much more comic accurate now. He is much more comic accurate, but he doesn't look as intimidating. You know, he doesn't look as much like he. He kind of just looks like a cat. You know what I mean? But he's also like at this point in time, he's not supposed to be an intimidating person right like that's the whole point of his rehabilitation i know he's not supposed to be but that's what's that, to me that's what's funny about his character he can turn into this giant monster who like destroyed almost an entire city and he's just like this like mellow hippie with like eight soulmates or whatever seven so, sorry sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> i was counting myself no <laughs> fair a bit of a dream boat isn't he is is pen pals his prison pen pals i loved him in reservoir dogs <laughs> yeah it's hard to um it's hard to look it's, it's tim roth isn't it yeah yeah it's hard to look past him as he's always a villain like he's always very sinister in other things that he does that there's always kind of like when you're watching it now and he's being this hippie this very like peaceful loving <laughs> you don't trust him do you no it's like, uh, <laughs> there's something else there yeah, buddy <laughs> like the whole I will say this, the whole episode, the episode seven, the whole time I was just like, 
waiting for them to jump Jen when they're all in their like group talk. Um, yeah. They're all like, yeah, you can trust us. We're all like good people or whatever. Especially with that dude there that was like one of the guys that- like, The wrecker. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe they were the wreckers, man. That's the wrecking just... crew. <sighs> well, let's, let's talk about, like we've talked about Abomination. We haven't spent a lot of time on She-Hulk yet. So let's talk about the character of She-Hulk. So what are your thoughts on her at the moment? And let's- Let's touch on this really quickly. Let's put aside the CGI side of things because we're not here to talk about CGI because we're not computer animators. Yes, it's not as good as it is in the movies, but they don't have a big, as big of a budget as they do in the movies. And they also don't have as much time. Yeah. There's a lot of talk at the moment about animators and the pressure that the MCU have been putting them under. Yeah, apparently MCU's been dickheads. Really bad. Really bad. So, look, we're not going to weigh in on that because... Honestly, at this point in time, it seems like they're just really doing their best and they're getting hammered for it. So we'll, we won't talk too much about the CGI. So what, quick, Rick, I need an endgame battle scene in 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can handle that, right? And we're not going to pay you that much either. So just, yeah, get to it. But yeah, She-Hulk herself. What do you think of the character of Jen Walters slash She-Hulk? I mean, I enjoy it. I like it. Especially when she breaks the uh, fourth wall, sorry. Like, because yeah. that's... Um, she has been doing that since before Deadpool did it. She is kind of like the original. I didn't know it was before Marvel. Deadpool, but yeah. that is pretty cool, yeah. We'll probably t- talk about this a little bit later, just kind of like the online reaction to She-Hulk. But there's been a lot of people that have been like, I don't like it. It takes me out of it. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> supposed to. Yeah, it's, yeah. She's breaking the fourth wall. That <laughs> is the whole point of it. <laughs> wall is broken. Yeah. Yeah, as a character, I I like her. I think I think like the funniest part to me about this whole show is the MCU trying to convince the audience that men wouldn't be interested in Jennifer Walters, who is this very successful lawyer, seems to be a really nice person, and also like Tatiana Maslany is attractive. Like she's a very cute woman. <sighs> You just call her cute? Yeah. Don't you think that she's like, I feel like she's got a cute vibe about her. I haven't seen what she really looks like outside of She-Hulk. You know, I just feel like MCU did what most movies do when they want to make like an attractive person look dorky. They just make their hair curly. Yeah. Put them in a suit, a baggy yeah. suit. Yeah. So it's like, she's not an unattractive like, woman. Like, what are we just, doing? Let's just straighten her hair and see how she looks. Yeah. Know? Fucking like. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But and, um Yeah, look, I'm not gonna say that there's not people out there that would prefer She-Hulk. Like I'm sure there's people out in the world that ex- that exist that would prefer She-Hulk. Well, I mean, like we were talking about before, she's only six foot seven, so it's like yeah. You know. yeah. I'm just I just wanted on the record to say that Tatiana Maslani is not like, you know six it's not like seven. she's like <laughs> the four day leftovers in the back of the fridge. Like what? What? <laughs> she's she's she what? What? I'm saying that she's not an unattractive woman. She's very attractive and like obviously very desirable. Like I've never heard someone say that before. <laughs> That's not the response I expected when I said that. Oh, uh, it's so funny. I thought I'd said something wrong. Nah, nah, I mean... It's just... I'm saying she's not that. No, I, no, I, I hear you. Yeah. yeah, she's not a piece of shit. <laughs> I just feel like the MCU were trying really hard to convince us that she, like... She, you know, her herself, Jen Walters, is not a catch when she clearly is. Like, I don't get, I don't get that aspect of it, but that is not, you know, a critique of her. I know, it would have been way. so, it would have been so easy for her, like for MCU, to just be like, yeah, like plenty of people are keen, but she's just not like because she's so work driven. That could just be like the red flag for people. Or, or she doesn't have the confidence in her Jen state, and when she's She-Hulk, she feels like she can be this other person or something like that. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a writer. I'm not going to tell them what to do. But like, sounds like you already are, Rick. Don't don't tell me that men aren't into Jennifer Walters. Like, <laughs> don't treat me like an idiot, okay? <laughs> Kevin Feige, put Rick in the next episode. Yeah, he'll love he'll love Jen. Second, reach out to Kevin Feige this episode. Either make me Wolverine or make me a writer <laughs> one or the other come on my phone is here i'm waiting <laughs> imagine they call you all right let's see what you got oh shit like, just panic <laughs> just like, uh, uh, wrong number <laughs> <laughs> sorry i don't speak english <laughs> just hang up <laughs> oh. no i look i 
I enjoy She-Hulk. I think that as a character, I think the the style of this show suits her really well. I would. I agree. I I I'd say that I enjoy all the characters of this show. It's just that the pacing of it is. I notice in Miss Marvel as well. Like they start off and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is the villain," and then you go, "Oh yeah," and then it changes like right at the end because there's only two episodes left, right? That's right. Yeah. And it's just yeah, it's just, it's it doesn't give them enough time to really build. Yeah, and I feel like I I believe that She Hulk is probably one of the most comic accurate representations. Have you read a lot of She-Hulk stuff? I'll be honest. I've only seen her in the Civil War comics. Okay. So I've I've read a little bit and I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm a She-Hulk expert. <laughs> I read the blurb of a comic one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I read the 1990s uh Marvel swimsuit edition for which she was on the cover. Um, the that's an actual thing. I don't know if you know this, Do but Do you own that? No, but I really want to get it. <laughs> what the- there's in the 90s, I feel like this episode's going off the rails a little bit, but in the 90s, the Marvel released, I think it was four issues of a swimsuit edition, which was, I don't know if you know, like the uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit editions. It was basically that, but with all Marvel characters. I figured as much. <laughs> I really want to get my hands on it. And not because like, not because I'm super horny, but... Be- <laughs> no one said you were. But I just feel like that's such a like interesting thing that marvel did in the 90s that they haven't obviously recreated it's just kind of like historical i want to i really want to get my hands on a few copies of that so i might um, i'll hit up the comics vault and see if they can make a special order for me oh my god <laughs> i'm just looking it up now this is wild i know right it's super cool and yeah she was like she was on the the front cover and i, I feel like i've lost my point but i'm going to follow this train of like, this train of thought now that she hulk it has always kind of been a character that has been for a lack of a better term, especially in the early days, very sexualized and very sexual. She's dated a lot of different superheroes. And this kind of like dating aspect of the TV show is very... Robbie's <laughs> Robbie's just holding up the picture of She-Hulk on the front cover now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Rick. I, it's, I feel like this... Where this, did you find this? How did you come across this? Just Googling like Marvel comics. Like as you do, like just looking, oh, what's, what's some issues that I haven't read before? And I just stumbled across this. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They also released, like they started releasing them with men in the, in the last oh, couple yeah, of issues as well. That's the ones that I've been saying. Black Panther, Bishop, Colossus. Yeah. All in just their, like their budgie smugglers at the beach or something like that. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting. And obviously there's no, like there's no comic arc or anything like that. I just find it so fascinating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How horny can you draw a superhero before it gets too risque? Look, I feel like they were very much pushing those boundaries in the nineties. Oh my God. That's an understatement. But look, <laughs> my point being is that I actually do think that this TV show is an accurate representation of what the She-Hulk comics are like, because a lot of the time they don't have massive story arcs. They are very much issue to issue. She's tackling another legal drama. And I feel like what they've done here have kind of, it's similar. I don't know if you ever watched Boston Legal back in the day. I've never even heard of it. Okay. So it's an old lawyer, law- show. lawyer show comedy with uh, Shatner. And oh, I can't remember what his name is now. He was the Lizard King from The Office. Do you remember that? I don't know if you've seen that. The I don't know who you're dealing with, but I am the Lizard King. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I can't no, okay. I'm just, I'm just throwing out random quotes to you and hoping that you pick it up. So, like, that's on me. I can't remember his name. I'm sure I'll remember it at some point and I'll edit it into the podcast. Hey, guys. Editing Rick here. So the actor I was thinking of was James Spader. And I really should have known that because he's also the voice of fucking Ultron in The Avengers. Anyway, here's that quote that I was trying to recreate for Robbie. Well, I will not be blackmailed by some ineffectual, privileged, effete, soft penis debutante. You want to start a street fight with me, bring it on. But you're going to be surprised by how ugly it gets. You don't even know my real name. I'm the Lizard King. But that was, yeah, a legal comedy. And I feel like that's the vibe that they're going for. And I kind of enjoy it. It's just the fact that it's, like it's not living up to the MCU expectations. That is really the letdown. I think more so than anything else. I feel like it'd be fine if they just had like more episodes. You know what I mean? More episodes, like because it's just like I've been talking about. Like the pace of it is just it kind of forgets 
it seems like it forgets where it's going. Yeah. You know and I mean? like, it'll look, be like, it'll be like a little bit of main plot and then it'll be like, oh yeah, Jen's going to go get new clothes. And it's like, well, what, what about these people that just tried to jump her and take her blood? Yeah. And then there was like three episodes of nothing. And then right at the end of the most recent episode, they go, oh, we got it. Well, to be fair, and this is not to like take all of all blame off of Marvel, but there was quite a bit of reshuffling with the episodes. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but the first episode where we got the exposition dump of this is how it all happened, blah, blah, blah. That was actually supposed to be, I think, the third episode. So there was quite a bit of shuffling. The intro that Jen had at the start of that episode where she was like, oh, welcome to the show. I know that you can't, you know, you're not going to be able to focus until I tell you how this all happened. That They added that into it and then made that the first episode where it was supposed to be the third. Hmm. So in, in the comics, is Jen Walters as like frazzled as she is in the show? Because I feel like she's like... It's, it's very different. I feel the like she- she's kind of just like, very like she's just like just very strong-headed like she's confident in herself she knows what she's mm. doing she's the, like, the she-hulk she's- representation is very different from run to run and from writer to writer like in some of it she's like in some of it she is very serious and a lot of the times like she spends like in some runs she is just she-hulk like she very rarely reverts back to jen walters so the representation of she-hulk is quite difficult i think to nail down but in Every run, I think the main thing is that she is kind of like, I wouldn't say that she's ever been like a main draw. I mean, obviously, other than the swimsuit editions. <laughs> she's never been one of the, like, she's been on the Avengers roster before, but she's never been kind of one of the main go-tos. She's always been sort of a periphery, a secondary character, I well, would say. Well, I mean, say. her name in and of itself makes her secondary. Yeah. Because yeah. she's she's the girl She's person. attached to Hulk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's like... You know, it's like um, fucking, you know, even like, was it Iron Lads? Like, I mean, who are you, buddy? You're yeah. Iron Man, what? Yeah. No, yeah, that's and that's that's probably a good point to make as well, is that she is, and ha- however you want to sort of like frame this of whether or not it's a sexist thing to say or not, but <gasps> careful, she is- Careful, Rick, careful. I mean, she is in the shadow of the Hulk, right? Steady. Like, that is the reality of the situation, is that Hulk is one of the most popular comic book characters in history- and she is attached to that wagon. And he's been nothing but done dirty by it, MCU. And then, you know, her introduction into the MCU is obviously revolving around the Hulk because that's how she gets her powers. You have these first two episodes. I think that was good, personally. Like, having those first two episodes to have Bruce Banner slash Man Hulk there before, you know, dipping and heading off to space, that, like, that was a good way to kind of, like, introduce it comic accurate in the sense that like she gets her powers from having Bruce's blood in her. The circumstances are a little bit different, but that's how she gets her powers in the comics is through a blood infusion from Bruce Banner. Mm. Was Bruce, like was the Hulk in any other phase four things apart from Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi was phase three, wasn't that phase four? Phase four, yeah. He was in the end credits of Shang-Chi. Was he in another one? I swear he was. No. Wong's been in a lot. (laughs) Wong has been in a lot. I can't think of anything else that Hulk's been in. Yeah, he wasn't in Black Widow. He wasn't in No Way Home. He wasn't in any of the other TV shows. Wasn't in Eternals. He wasn't in Eternals. He wasn't in Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's no. all good. So it must be just She-Hulk. Just, just Shang-Chi and She-Hulk. She-Hulk and Shang-Chi. So let's talk about some of the reaction that She-Hulk's been getting. Because it hasn't been... I don't know. It's it's difficult to say. I don't think it's been a very well-received TV show. Do you think that's fair to say? I think that's completely fair to say, considering that everyone I've spoken to about it has said that they do not like it. They're like, oh, it's so shit. Oh, I hate it. Oh, what is this garbage? Oh, oh." I'm just like, you guys are just, it's a sitcom. Yeah. And they go, yeah, sitcoms suck. It's like, well, okay, hold on, relax. Then it's not for you, right? Like, if that's the case, then this is just not for you. Pretty much. I mean, I think it's fair to say that Rick and I will pretty much eat up anything the MCU throws at us. But that's, yeah, that's definitely fair to say. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, that's that's just because this is what we like. This is the type of content that this like that we're interested in. It's like it's not for everyone, you know. It's not. It's never gonna be. So it's just it's a bit whatever, isn't it? I think we're getting into the point now with the MCU where you may, unless you're like us, who are just yeah, we'll just watch it and. You know, our degree of enjoyment may vary, but we're still going to watch it and we'll still talk about it, whatever. But we might be getting to that point in the MCU where maybe you just have to pick and choose the things that you consume, you know, because especially if they are... The thing for me 
is that I don't want the MCU to stop trying to do things differently, you know, and and do different styles and explore different genres because that's exciting and we do get new content with that. Because if they continue to get negative feedback every time they break away from the classic Marvel mold, they will stop doing that. They'll just go back to, oh, well, this is the safe option and we'll just, we know this makes us money, so we'll just keep doing the same old thing again and again and again. That if we continue to, you know, if people continue to shit on, and I'm not saying like, don't be critical, you know, like give critical feedback where, where necessary. But if sitcoms aren't for you, maybe just don't watch She-Hulk, you know, instead of saying that it's a shit TV show. It's just different. That's the general gist of it, pretty much. Yeah. And one one thing that I found really funny is obviously this was all like made, recorded, filmed, I think two years ago before before it was released. Was it really? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. It's, I think they, they started working on it in 2020. The part that I find really funny is where I think it's a very self-aware show. I think they were aware of how they were going to be received. And they're not afraid to poke fun at it as well. Like the point where they bring back Wong for his second episode, like, oh, you probably saw that Wong's back. It's like having Twitter armor for an episode because everybody loves Wong. The Like, that's true. Like Wong's great. <laughs> we all love to see Wong because he's a lot of fun every time that he's on screen. The It does kind of shield the show. And the fact that they called that out and was like, yep, this is, this is funny because we've got Wong back. You can't tell us off this week. Ha, ha, ha. But then also the fact that they built in the intelligentsia as part of the storyline, which is kind of like this in the Marvel comics, intelligentsia is sort of this uh, secret society of villains that have come together to, you know, like they're like super smart people that are trying to bring down Marvel heroes, you know, just like a group of intelligent super, super villains, basically that in She-Hulk, the intelligentsia instead is kind of like this, reddit 4chan forum page of like we hate she-hulk only men should be hulks like just this and like again i feel like this is kind of a a little bit of a self-awareness from she-hulk to then be like yeah we know that there's going to be people online that is going to be shitting on this because of because of misogyny and because of sexism all of those things that like for them to be that aware and to call it out in the show two years ago before it even aired I thought it was actually like really clever, really funny. Like I really enjoyed that part of it myself, like the meta narrative behind it. I don't know like how you felt about seeing that, but I, I just thought like that gave me a bit of a chuckle. Well, I thought it was pretty funny, but knowing that they did it two years ago, it just makes it impressive. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like having just like a bunch of trolls online, you know, not oh, you know, trolls, haters, whatever. Just going like, yeah, like some death threats, whatever, but you know, death threats on the internet. It's not really like the biggest thing, you know what I mean? I mean, it's still gross. It's still gross. It's still gross like, behavior. <laughs> but it's like, you know, like you can't take them all seriously. So it's just, it's just funny. All <laughs> these people are just like, oh, I hate She-Hulk. She sucks just from behind their computer. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm not going to, I'm definitely not going to say it to a Hulk's face. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> yeah. We should kill She-Hulk. Like How? My guy, someone, someone should. Not-, <laughs> <laughs> not me, but you know, I'm just saying. Now I'm just spitball. I'm throwing out ideas. You know, I'm an ideas guy. <laughs> but I've also like you also see online of people that have been really, really upset about the the fact that Hulk, that She Hulk got a hold of being a Hulk so quickly. You know, like she- I actually like that. Well, that's also comic accurate for starters. Like, don't complain about something that's comic accurate because all that does is show your ignorance. But also, we've kind of already seen somebody struggle with being the Hulk. Yeah, it's just there's there's they there's no point in repeating an origin story. Yeah, do we need to see that again? I don't know. Again, I don't know how you feel about this, but I've seen a lot of people complaining about that particular scene where they're doing the meditation, and the Hulk is like Bruce Banner is talking Jen through it of like you know keep calm, keep centered, blah blah blah, and she's like no. I am actually really good at controlling my anger because I do it infinitely more than you. And she gives examples of how she's spoken down to in the workplace and treated poorly because she's a woman, blah, blah, blah. And people like, like that really upset some Hulk fanboys. 
<laughs> like really, really upset some people. Online. Uh, it's just as hard being the guy Hulk. <laughs> what, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> That's really funny. But I'm a guy, and people are mean to me at work as well. <laughs> uh, it's probably just because you shit at your job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like people were really upset about that online, and I like I say people because like I saw quite a fair bit of this, and this could just be a very vocal minority, so I don't want to paint every person with this brush but i just found it really funny of like this is just the pettiest thing to get upset about and they're like the post that i was seeing was kind of like bruce was on the run for years being chased by the military and also oh, yeah. tried to it's, shoot himself and blah 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 but i mean it was because he couldn't control himself that all that exactly shit was you know what i mean it's not like, it's like yeah his life sucked but it, it didn't suck because of who he was yeah. it was just because he couldn't control the fucking demon inside. oh and this and this woman thinks that she's got it bad because she's people are mean to her in the workplace like dude you don't get it like you <laughs> i think you missed the point <laughs> I just like it's these it's comments like that. Like I said before, like be critical. Like if something is not good, be critical. But don't make comments based on I don't like you because of silly reason. Like that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not going to get you what you want. I saw people making comments of like, oh, they're making Hulk look weak next to She-Hulk. That, you know? that was the most rubbish thing I've ever heard in I my life. I found that so wild. Hulk has never looked stronger, in my opinion. He's never looked stronger than when he's next to She-Hulk, like when they're doing all the training shit. And she's like, huh, yeah, I threw the boulder further than you. He goes, yeah, that's very cute. I'm just going to throw this through Mars. Literally launches a boulder into orbit. Uh, you've got to remember, Hulk has just been the MCU's punching bag. It's just been, a, he's only been used as a way of showing people how strong someone else is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In Ragnarok, it was Thor. They're like, oh my God, Thor beat Hulk. That's Thor crazy. can go toe-to-toe Thor's, with Hulk. Yeah. Thor's so strong. That's crazy. And they did it in the first Avengers as well. Yeah. And then in, what is it? Infinity War, they used it for Thanos, which I still hate, by the way. <laughs> that was the most rubbish thing ever. I was like, oh yeah, Thor, Hulk v Thanos, it's going to be sick. It's going to tear him up. And then he got beat so badly that he refused to come out. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know, like yeah. Hulk is... The strongest there is. I don't, I don't want to hear anything else. If there was an MCU, like, you know how people always have those, like, punching machines and it has the score? Yeah, yeah. If the MCU had one, Hulk is the record holder. I don't care what anyone says. That's how it is. I mean, I'd still take Thor personally. Yeah, I know you would, but you... you... 1v1, I'm taking Thor. 1v1? Yeah. <laughs> what other scenario would you have it? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Thor, a, Thor and his gang versus Hulk and his crew. Like, yeah, Hulk and She-Hulk versus... Hulk, She-Hulk, the, Red Hulk, Scar. Versus all of Asgard. <laughs> Odin included. <laughs> Whatever, man. Yeah, that's a different story. I can see your Scar, son of Hulk comic on that shelf over there. Yeah. I actually kind of want to talk about Scar in a second as well. So let's... I know you hate doing this, but... I want to step into a little bit of predictions and backstory and that kind of thing. But before I do that as well, I wanted to ask you if you know who Mr. Immortal and El Aguila are. Mr. Immortal. So Mr. Immortal was in an episode of She-Hulk, the man that couldn't die and had like 10 (laughs) wives. And a husband. And a husband. And El Aguila, who was the matador. Not a matador. Not a matador. Matador, not a matador. In the last episode of She-Hulk. Do you know who they are? In I've heard, comic books count. I've heard both names, but I have no idea who they are. I actually, I think I'm... I just... I definitely, I've definitely heard of Mr. Immortal more than once. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I've said... What's the other? El, El Aguila? El Aguila. Yeah. I've heard that name before, but whether or not that was in reference to Marvel, I don't know. So, are you ready for this? Go on. I know you're sitting down, which is good because... <laughs> Boy, oh boy, this is gonna, this is groundbreaking here. They're both mutants. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. I like that a lot. Comics canon, they are both mutants. What kind of mutation makes you immortal? No, no, right? <laughs> that's, ins- that's just cheating. That's insane. And we talked about this just before we started recording, but Namor has been confirmed as a mutant now. Is he going to be the first? Well... My thoughts after this of Mr. Immortal, El Aguila, these characters being introduced now and being introduced softly and nobody discussing their mutations is that they're just going to be introduced as they've been there all along. 
Like there's, I don't think that there's going to be some groundbreaking, oh, now all of a sudden there's mutants or this happens. So now there's mutants. The mutants have just been there all along. Oh, I imagine that they were going to do that the whole time because they can't just like, I feel like to introduce an, like the X-Men and then also do that origin to the MCU would yeah. just be a lot. So yeah. just to introduce the team as is and be like, yeah, we've just been chilling out here. We've been this. doing our own thing. They were like, oh, where were you during Thanos? They were like, oh, bro, you know, there was other shit. You know, we, oh, we all got snapped. You know, something, yeah. something like that. Well, I also think that, like, the, the MCU was setting up a bit of a stage here with introducing all of these other, like, you know, they introduced Wakanda, they're introducing Atlantis, they introduced the, the Eternals, like, all of these, like, secret groups that the rest of the world didn't know about for so long as well that they've kind of set a precedent of, yeah, these people exist. You just don't know about it. You know, you haven't seen them before. So we're getting more and more mutant content to the point where it's like, okay, just fucking like you teased me enough. Let's just blow our mutant load already. Like bring it out. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm sitting so close to you for you to say that. (laughs) They're like, you know, we keep getting these like very small teasers and the mentions at the end of, uh, Ms. Marvel are like, oh, you have a mutation. It's like, and then the da-na-na-na-na. we are so close to obviously having mutants at this point, but obviously it just hasn't happened yet. It's yeah, we've gotten more more mutant content. I just thought I'd throw that out there because you know we're all obviously very excited to see the X Men, and obviously with Hugh Jackman coming into it again, we're gonna get more X Men. So yeah, more mutants, more more soft confirmation of the mutants. Do you have a mutant that you were like, I need, you need them there? Look, my all-time favorite is Magneto. Um, I don't know how they'll do it. You love villains, eh? I do. I find them like... I mean, villains do make their heroes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Mag- Magneto, I find, is the most compelling of the, like, the X-Men. I mean, he's not technically an X-Man, but, you know, of the mutants. My favorite if we're going strictly off of like the good guys is probably Nightcrawler. I used to also really like Cyclops, but he's a bit boring. I think like it's just personality wise is a bit bland. I feel like Cyclops lately has just been off his rail. Like as in like just really consistently good. Yeah. Throughout, yeah. throughout comics. I so I, I've kind of come around a little bit on Cyclops again. Like I used to really like him as a kid. He was always my favorite, my favorite in the, like watching the movies always loved Cyclops, <laughs> even though he was kind of a dick in the movies. I still liked him. But yeah, Nightcrawler and Cyclops have always been my favorite of the good guys of the X-Men. I feel like that's like a pretty like popular answer. Like everyone loves Nightcrawler. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like Cyclops is like kind of just like- I mean, he's the leader. The leader, yeah. So it's like, yeah, Cyclops is cool. And you know- Well, who's your favorite then? I mean, Nightcrawler is definitely up there. I mean, I love Bishop. I love 1990s Rogue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um i'm sure she's in the swimsuit edition as well oh my god relax <laughs> relax Rick. i'll call your wife in a minute i swear to god nah bishop's pretty cool i like gambit, oh, gambit yeah but x-men origins just made me like not like him i have the uh, i have issue one of gambit here i haven't actually read it yet i gambit had quite a a large, like, I think during the 90s as well, he was quite popular in the 90s, Gambit. I mean, you weren't alive, but thanks, I... Thanks, <laughs> I explicitly remember Gambit being one of the most popular X-Men. I mean, he is really cool, so there's that. Yeah. Oh, I like, um... What's the, what's the magic? I mean, this is the thing, right? Like, the X-Men have a huge roster as well. It's so stupid. Like, like it's, it's, this is never-ending. There's so many, and a lot of them are, like, really... Like, there's a lot of really obscure side characters, secondary characters, that kind of thing. But a lot of the characters in the X-Men are really, really cool, really popular and like just strong characters in themselves. So it's very exciting to see more and more mutant stuff because it just means that we're getting closer and closer to that. I had one more thing that I wanted to talk to you about as well. Mm-hmm. Who do you think the Hulk King is? The one that's been, you know, messaging with Josh at the end of the last episode and the one that seems to be behind the intelligentsia and all that kind of stuff. Who's the who's the main villain behind the scenes? Oh, God. Surely it's Ross, right? You reckon? I mean, who messes with the Hulks more than him? Do you think a- we're on our way to uh, Red Hulk? I mean, I hope so, because, like, Red Hulk's elite. He's one of my favourite, like, just brute yeah. characters, you know what I mean? I 
never really I've never really been a big fan of Red Hulk. I and I think because I think because there was a run where uh, comics writer Jeff Loeb 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 whatever it is is worked. it because one time he like technically lifted Thor's hammer. There was yeah, and like there was just that run that Loeb was on with Red Hulk where he was just OP. Like he was just better than everybody. He was stronger than everybody, and he was just like wrecking everything. It's like this is too much for me at this point. They're like you've given him too much that I can't get on board. Like there's nothing. It's kind of like that super Superman problem where it's like yeah, if Superman wanted to stop someone, he could stop them. You know, that's not a problem. That's, I, but, that's like, the I, best thing about Superman. But at one point, Superman's Superman is a god on Earth, and he's choosing to be good because like he was brought up to be good you know what i mean yeah i just don't find that like i get like i enjoy it with superman because he is someone like he's in control and he's making the right decisions at all time and always like grappling with making the right decisions and all of that kind of thing like there's the morality the morality discussion behind it with superman whereas with red hulk it's just like oh no i'm the biggest badass on the planet and here's a picture of me riding silver surfer's board while holding mjolnir and it's like no fuck this like i hate this I thought he had, when he lifted Thor's hammer, Thor was holding onto it. Thor's holding it, and then Hulk jumps up, and then when he grabs the hammer, and Thor's still holding onto it, it goes with him. Yeah, I'm just saying that there's there was a point in time where the Red Hulk became a meme because of all of the things that he was doing in comics canon. I, and just, I, I remember hated it. It was Avengers versus X Men, and they had Iceman pitted against Red Hulk. Yeah. And you know how when Red Hulk gets angrier, he gets like hotter? Yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, Iceman's just like, yeah, chill out, man. And he's just like, fuck you. Yeah. See, I still think like, I would still take like Iceman. Oh, 100% like every day of the week, I take an Omega level mutant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, if, if you could gamble on that fight, every yeah. I, I'd put every cent I had. It'd be more. I'd put more more on that than I would Demarcus Cousin beating. Yeah, I was just about to say this is Brittany Griner versus Demarcus Cousins all over again. It's not even that. I'm selling it's- my house. I'm putting all of the money onto Iceman. <laughs> I'm not even doing that. I'm convincing every single person I know to make this bet. <laughs> Trust me, this is a safe bet. <laughs> please, please, for the love of God. Well, the last thing that I wanted to say of my guess of who is behind the intelligentsia and who is the Hulk King. Oh, is it leader? The leader. I think we're getting the leader has been confirmed as being in uh, Captain America 4, New World Order. That's so weird to me. And I think like this is kind of like, oh, we're going to reintroduce him as a character here because obviously he was in The Incredible Hulk as uh, Mr. Blue. Mr. Blue. Yeah. Yeah. And he got, you know, he got the Hulk's blood in his brain and it bubbled his head up. I, (laughs) this is going to be like a wild thing to say, but bear with me here. The leader is going to be in Captain America, New World Order, NWO. I don't know if you know the wrestling faction NWO, New World Order, from the, the 90s. No, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. But one of the uh, the main the main people from the NWO was Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and this is just me going galaxy brain and just like making connections here where there obviously isn't any connections, but New World Order, Captain America, wrestling. That was uh, that was when Hulk Hogan actually had his heel turn. That's when he was a villain. He played the babyface for so long that he became a villain, and yeah, he became one of the main main guys in the NWO. So there's connections there between NWO, New World Order, and the Hulk, the Hulk, and Hulk Hogan. So that's just yeah, that was just something which I just a soft prediction that I wanted to throw out there as well. My other thought as well is that Scar could potentially be involved because obviously we saw the Sicarian cruiser at the start. And that was what caused the crash, which made uh, Jen get her powers from Bruce's blood. Mm-hmm. And obviously we see, and I think it's episode three, is it? That Bruce jets off in the Sicarian cruiser to go back out into space. Yep. Do you think we're going to get a World War Hulk? No, that was Ragnarok. That was the closest we are ever going to get. But no, but that would be Planet Hulk, right? Ragnarok will be Planet Hulk. What if he goes back and finds out that he has a son? Well, they have to kill him. The son? Yeah. Potentially. Because that's what happens in World War Hulk. In no, World- no, they kill his um his wife. His son survives. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because right, yeah. Scar obviously comes back at a later point in time. But basically, yeah, in the comics, Planet Hulk, Bruce becomes a gladiator, or the Hulk becomes a gladiator on the planet Sakaar and finds himself a wife and gets married and has a kid. And then they all die. Bruce finds out that it was the Illuminati that sent him to- So he thought- that, well, yeah. I mean, they're the ones that shot him into space. Well, no, he, he knew that the Illuminati sent them into sent him into space, but 
he's made to believe that the ship was rigged to explode so that he thought that they tried to kill him. So he went back, but it was actually Meek. And he just came back and just laid waste to the he planet. He beat Black Bolt. He which, beat Black Bolt. And I know, I know Scarlet Witch beat Black Bolt or whatever, but that's not cool. I no. mean, he beat pretty much everybody, if we're being honest. Yeah, but like, he, he just stopped. Like, And also, like he just stopped being angry. You know yeah. what I mean? He was just like... Just, yeah. It's a really good, really, really good comic run. I think there's the potential that we can see that. Like, Bruce is going back into space. There's something going on. Like, why else would there be a Sicarian cruiser? I think there's something there. We might... I would love to see a World War Hulk. I would love to see it too. I was, I was like, oh my God, Ragnarok, it's going to happen. And then he's kind of just like, yeah... Me and Thor were boys. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it was, I think it might've been like, you know, getting your hopes up a little bit too much to expect that considering that it was a Thor movie. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I didn't think like when I, when I saw the trailer and it had Thor fighting Hulk, um, Hulk in a gladiator, in a, in a gladiator arena. arena, I was like, all right, cool. So then at the end of this movie, Hulk's going to go off by himself and the shit's going to go down later. Yeah. We'll see. TBD. Watch this space. <laughs> okay should we wrap it up there then yeah i think uh i think we kind of hit hit the points i think this has been one of our more unhinged episodes personally i think it makes it easier to record though because we kind of just go off of what we're what we're feeling what we're talking about and just follow the follow the train where it goes you know? i mean maybe easier to record i don't know if it's easier for <laughs> the listeners to actually enjoy and consume. Oh, tough <laughs> yeah this isn't for you yeah tough <laughs> Unlucky man, try again. No, it's um. Look, we're very grateful. Thank you very much for for those that do listen. I don't need you, <laughs> dude. You don't have a job at the moment. <laughs> wait, wait, whoa. You need this now wait, more you than better ever. Edit that shit out, boy. I swear to God. God damn, Rick. God damn. Holy shit. Oh, bro, you mad or what? Well, I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, please. I need this more than I ever have in my yeah, life. Please, this please is, support us. This is no longer a hobby. This is my life. <laughs> and I love you guys. Every single one of you. This is Robbie reaching out. <laughs> <laughs> go and uh, oh, go and vote for me on last week's episode. You know. Oh yeah, we are recording this on the day that I put up the the post of our the poll essentially for our our draft. So if you haven't already, please go and and vote go for on that. Facebook. We'll uh we will be tallying that and hopefully one of us will be. I won last time. Actually, nobody won last time. It was a three way three way draw as we discussed on last episode. Who had a vote from someone who wasn't their partner? Yeah, but like I said, I I got caught in a blind react. (laughs) Look, well, either way, I came first. It was either tied first or solo first. So basically, what you're saying is Dana lost. I'm saying Dana lost. I'm sorry, Dana. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not. You made me feel like shit that episode. I've never hated myself so much in my life. (laughs) Turning point. Real turning point in Robbie's life. (laughs) Questions every decision I made. No, look, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Again, it was maybe a little bit all over the place this episode, but we really do appreciate you listening. If you want to support us, uh, feel free to purchase episode one through four or issue one through four of the swimsuit edition and send it through. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, I was like, are you making people pay for this Rick? I would be very grateful. Um, that, like that's a gift for me. You're going to need to give your address Rick, or at least a PO box. Look, if somebody contacts me and says, Hey, I've purchased it. I'll give them my address. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, if you do, if you do enjoy listening to us, please go online wherever you get your podcast from and do leave a five-star review. It, it really, really helps us out. Um, I don't, I don't like to sound like we're begging, but you know, the more people do that, the more we climb up through the ranks and it just, yeah, it gets, gets us into more people's ears and it just means that more people listen and we can keep doing this. So yeah, please, please leave us, leave us a review, have a chat to us on Facebook as well. Jump online. As Robbie said, leave a vote, make sure you leave a vote for your favorite 2010s pop culture roster so that we can get those bragging rights but also you know if there's anything else that you want us to talk about if there's anything that you want to hear us ramble on about really after this episode uh feel free to reach out at the only pop culture podcast at gmail.com i know that's a long email address but it's literally just the name of our podcast (laughs) 
Uh, you can send us questions. You can send us any topics that you'd like to hear. We're still considering maybe doing a mailbag episode at some point. So if you do have any questions of anything pop culture related, feel free to send that through to us there. And yeah, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. I think that's it. We've ticked, run through the, the tick box. That's everything, I, hey? I was just going to say, um, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be trying a, a new type of uh, episode. We're going to try something completely, completely different, you know? Yeah. So... Do- Doing some new things. We're getting getting crazy with it. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting a bit wild over here. So yeah, yeah just uh, you know, stay stay tuned for that. That'll Let's be coming it. in the next week or so. Next, either the next episode or the episode afterwards, we'll be having something a little bit different. So yeah, look out for that. So make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss any of that stuff as well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Anyway, we'll leave it there. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks and, again. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye, mum. Bye, mum. Bye.